Greetings, Calvary Cast listeners. I'm Glum Graham, your Jolly Jess. It's episode 94. You're sad because it's cloudy outside. Yes. It's cloudy and cool. Winter day. I was also informed by my wife that sometimes I'm too exuberant. You know why she says that? Because I'm not. So it seems like you're too exuberant, but you're probably not. I need to be more exuberant. I told her that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, anyway, no. See, that's a little too... Li- what would that it was be? Too, not exuberant. That was too glum. You need to be a little well, more... Well, that's what I said, though. Who wants to listen to a pod... I, I, if somebody's dull on the podcast, right. I don't want to listen to it's it. It's like, why would we listen to it? That's so that's why I, I'll pick up my exuberance. You pick up your exuberance. I'll pick Get up my exuberance. Now it's going to be too much exuberance. People are going to shut it off. They're like, just so excited. They're too excited. Too excited. Somebody toned down the excitement. I'm supposed so. to be watching my blood pressure. Got to bring the energy. Also, I have to apologize on the last... So we got a number of people who really enjoyed the last episode. But my sweet wife again pointed out to me that I interacted too much with you in mm. terms of, yes, uh-huh, hmm, uh, it's pretty painful. So I apologize to anyone who heard that. I well, should probably go edit gonna, it. Yeah, well, maybe. I'll have to go edit it now. But They're going to be listening for that. Probably. It got pretty bad. It's hard not to, like, because when, when, con- when I'm in a conversation, I always do that. Yeah, right, exactly. That's a... That's the way a conversation like you're doing works. Right down, right? Exactly. Yeah, I can't yeah, help it. Exactly. Uh huh. <sighs> yep. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and especially because in a podcast, uh, quiet space is awkward. More so. See, I just wanted to agree, <laughs> but I didn't because I was thinking of Jenna listening. There you go. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, what has happened? Since what, what anything else we need to banter about? I don't think so. Well, we've got a new segment of the day here. Check this out. That was great. That's our new segment. We're going to uh, introduce this little little ditty from time to time. And the point of the segment is to just talk about something that we wouldn't do a whole podcast on, and it's specifically things probably found on the internet. I suppose we could do silly things like silly cat videos or something like that, but probably more helpful to our people. Helpful, helpful things that we found on the World Wide Web. Helpful things we found on the World Wide Web. World Wide Web that we don't want to do a whole podcast about that our other the people in our church may have not found on their own, and we think would be informative for them. So today, my recommendation for people to find on the World Wide Web is an article from one Kevin DeYoung, who's kind of probably my home dog right now. I really like everything he says and does. Uh, His article, it's long, called The Case for Kids. And it's basically a sociological argument why Christians should have more children rather than fewer. Okay. Have you read that article? I have not. Have you? you But it makes sense for him. They're still... They have like nine children. Sporting them out, and he's over 40 now. Right. So the the reason that I throw that out there, and I understand that, that the number of children conversation is complex and he addresses that and Mm -hmm. so some people for reasons that in the providence of sovereignty of god they can't have lots of children um i don't think our family is destined to have lots of children we have four which is above the average but he was just talking about um it's an article more on the sociological elements of not having children what that does to a society you look at 
societies in Europe and things like that that are in negative population wouldn't be growth, it'd be decrease, right? They're reproducing slower. Um, one of the things that I thought was really fascinating in that whole conversation is if Christians were to have more than the average, was it two, two kids, three kids or whatever, if you were to like double that, say every Christian had four kids, uh, like a third of the country would essentially be raised in Christian homes largely. So I'll put a link in the show notes for the people. Very good. Go check it out. The case for kids. Uh, book of the month. Segment two. Book of the month. There we go. Book of the month. And this will actually tie into what will be segment three. Should I play the segment three music while we're at it? No, I'll cue you in. Let me talk about the book of the month first. Yes. Because I noticed, I couldn't help but notice um, that we, this last Sunday was the first Sunday yes. this was out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we... Any were gone off the shelf. We didn't sell a single copy. People, what is wrong with you? Yeah, do you that's our that's our mission. That's our no, I'm that's our. <laughs> <laughs> and we we take the money from that and we buy snacks for the office. Yeah, right. There are no snacks here. That's another segment we should start. <laughs> Why are there no snacks here? <laughs> but it's actually kind of good because I'm trying to watch what I eat again. So, okay. Anyway, book of the month. Control. Book out of the month. Uh, book of the month, Let the Nations Be Glad by John Piper, The Supremacy of God in Missions. Um, I have read this through once and then read through portions of it other times, okay, and used it as reference and things. This is really good. It's uh, obviously a book on missions, but it's not like a how-to of missions. So you're not going in this to look for like, how to have a mission program at a church or how to be involved in missions. This is giving you more of a theology of mission. And the main thing that I want to bring out from it is the subtitle, The Supremacy of God in Missions. So if you're familiar with John Piper, it should be of no surprise to you that his primary concern in missions, as with everything else, is that God is being glorified. And... Um, I do think that he struck a chord in here in the sense that not everybody, when they think about missions, not everybody is God-centered in their thinking. It's usually man-centered, man-centered appeals. Mm -hmm. These people have never heard the gospel. We got to go rescue these people by bringing the gospel. That's good, but it's not the primary motive or uh, goal of missions. And the, the famous line out of here that, you know, you'll get is, and by by famous, I mean it's quoted. Most a lot. quoted, yeah. Yeah, as he says, um, uh, the goal of missions is 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 worship. All right, it's the and, first sentence, right? Missions right. exist because worship does not. Missions exist because worship does not. In other words, gospel missions is bringing the gospel to places where they do not worship God, they don't know God through Jesus, and you're proclaiming the gospel, now all of a sudden these idolaters are turning from idolatry and sin and that to finding real enjoyment and delight in the one true God, and he's being glorified in that. And it's uh, wonderful that they're uh, being saved from uh, hell and things like that. That's that and that's part of right. it, but that's part of all all part of God getting the glory. Mm-hmm. So it's a God centered theology slash philosophy of missions that I think is helpful for us as a church. And we put in the little blurb 
for our church the reason we want you to read this or, so that we're all on the same page about this. And um, and thinking first and foremost about God and his glory. Uh, do some, uh, some t- I think sometimes in, in missions, churches can do have programs and pe- send people on trips and do things like that because they know there's an element that we're supposed to be doing that, but they kind of do it to make themselves feel good about it. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, I, I oh, I think so. I That's not a God-centered vision. That's just what comes to my mind as I think about that. Right. So we want to be God-centered with that. And so read the book if you can. I don't want to make people feel guilty about it, but if, when you get time, if you, you can, read that book. We'd like our people to be on the same page about global missions, and that's what we're about to transition into. Pick it up before it sells out. It's the holiday season. Give one to a loved friend or something. I don't know. I tried to try to. What is it? Things they say. I don't know. So it was an abysmal failure. Whatever you were trying to do, <laughs> it was a failure. So. All right. Topic of the day. We probably need a different. Tune. It depends what we're talking about. <laughs> Like, I should probably. If it would have been last time when I was talking about my recently deceased mom, I'd have been furious. <laughs> I probably need to come up with a different stinger for the topic of the day, but it works today. It, it works today. It's okay. It gives us a chuckle. It is, and it's a joyful, gladful thing that we're talking there we about, go. right? Let yes. the nations be glad and sing for joy. So, um, John Piper's book, Let the Nation Be Glad, it takes its title from Psalm 67, where that exact thing is said. The psalmist is praying, let the nations be glad and sing for joy as they're worshiping God, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, we wanted to talk just for a few minutes, have a brief little conversation, little conversation about our global missions here at Calvary. And I think we've talked about, I'm sure we've talked about global missions on the podcast uh, yeah, a number of times. I think we, it's probably a couple of years ago that we had a little conversation about okay. our history. And there may be newer people coming to the church now that don't know about too much about our global mission. Yep. If philosophy. you do, don't skip. Right. Stay here. Don't change that channel. Because it won't be exactly what we talked about. But no. there, uh, And also, if if you're newer, uh, you've got to go through those YouTube videos, uh, our newcomers class. Mm-hmm. And one of them does... Cover missions. missions and kind of our history, but you know, a number of years when I first got here, um, well, it's probably been about ten years ago now. We started talking about our global mission program. We used to support. We did like what I would say, like a traditional model was. You supported a lot of missionaries for a little bit of money. Um, you had a mission committee. They were the ones that pretty much knew who the missionaries were and what was going on in. Um, so we decided to do, do a switch to a more strategic and focused um, idea where you support less missionaries, but you support them more, more money, more resources when they need, whatever we can do. The people know them more. And so that's what we're in now. And um, so it's not so much of a scattered approach. It's more uh, centered and things like that. So I think that's, uh, that's been good for us. We divided up our missions into two categories, global and national. So those that are staying here are more like your ministries, the camp ministry, um, other things with church planning endeavor, whatever we're supporting here. 
and that's on this side, right? Uh, 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 and then we we now have we have the global missions, which we are looking to expand. Right. So everybody can be praying about that. Mm-hmm. And this is where somebody is going to take the gospel from here mm-hmm. and take it to a place where it's not named or not named much, yeah. you know. And um, we really want to focus on least reached or underreached or unreached mm-hmm. people groups. And uh, so we're really praying about that. We're looking, we, we want the Lord to open up some connections, some connections for us so that we can see our clearly from the Lord, like the one that happened with, with uh, John and Jana Floyd, mm-hmm. you know, a number of years ago um, where, you know, we prayed about it. They came along. Andrew mm-hmm. Johnson came along after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So we want those kind, the Lord to just open doors and then we're very affirmed in what, Right. decisions we make and right. different things with that. Yep. So, but in between, so here, here's how, you know, we know that the local church, we say we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people and the great commission. So we focus on our lives and on spiritual transformation and on um, our worship services and things we do to bring glory to God in that sense. Mm-hmm. And even though all of these, the the glory of God is over all of these. Okay. But, you know, if we're just thinking about it practically, the second part, the good of his people. So we do have, we emphasize relationships and discipleship and those kinds of things because we exist to be together. And, but then there's that great commission aspect, the global mission aspect that we believe the local church is to be used of God to proclaim the gospel and if possible, that would be out right. of... Uh, well, I think we could say the local church should be the primary sender, or like primary instrument involved in missions. Right. I mean, we have missions agencies that work to support and do some of the things that churches can't in our modern era. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, some churches can. Our church couldn't do all the things that missionaries need to have today. Right. But the the fuel behind the missionary, the true, is the local church because yeah. churches are to be self-replicating in that way. And um, yeah, and I think like if you think about what is a mission agency, is a para church organization. Right. They're supposed to be coming alongside the church mm-hmm. and in a more organized and bigger way, doing <laughs> what each local individual church cannot do fully on right. itself. Like we can't manage the budgets of the missionaries and how much they need and all these. And so in, and also a a missionary is it's, it would be very rare that they could be fully supported by one church Mm -hmm. that probably wouldn't even be wise. So the parachurch organization connects multiple churches to this one. So, but, um, but the local church is a primary means by which the gospel goes forth locally and then globally. Mm -hmm. And uh, so ways that we can be participating in that, that's just what I want to talk about today yep. and what it looks like to be involved in that. Well, first of all, we're supporting them financially, missionaries. And just so those that listen to this, and of course we announce this, but every year um, for years now, I think every year, we have increased the amount of money going into the missionary budget. Okay, this year we just increased it generally to build up some to take right. on another missionary Lord willing right? or to use it as we did last year for uh, one of our church. Well, our only church planning ministry mm-hmm. that needed money at that point, And mm-hmm. we were able to f- channel that to that. Mm-hmm. So 
we uh, were able to do that. So we're giving money to missions. Um, and people are always welcome to designate, mm-hmm. you know, give no- general fund offerings. That's what we should all be doing to keep everything functioning. But, it, you know, in your heart, if you have, you know, sometimes you want to give more to the missions, you could do that through through our uh, through church here and just designate it. So we give money. I want everybody though praying for our missionaries. This and this uh, this isn't just on Sunday morning, which we should be praying for our missionaries and global gospel expansion in the mornings. I think we should. First Timothy two, but um, also everybody I think sh- could be should be adding prayer for our missionaries. Any other missionaries you're supporting, global missions, uh, in your prayer time or prayer life throughout the week. Okay, so that we're doing that individually. Small groups, this is important. I mean, this is, small groups have replaced our prayer meeting. You know, like it used to be you'd have a prayer meeting on Wednesday nights. Now we do small groups. Those are to be prayer meetings in essence. Um, and at those prayer meetings, I want us praying for this. So that's one of the things. That's one of the, one of the big things we brought out of yeah. Psalm 67 as our theme song, right? Yeah. Is, uh, is that prayer is important. We're also having an opportunity this upcoming year for a mission trip to the Floyds. So participating in that, and the way we do it, I think, is exciting because we either go or send. So if you're going, you could put on the team, and um, you'll go help them. If you're, if we're, the rest of us are sending, we're going to take up collections just for that so mm-hmm. that those people aren't going about raising their own funds. We want the church to be behind this. And we want that to be separate even from what our missions budget is. That's right. It's over and above. Yeah. Um, in that way. That's what it's supposed to be. So we give in those moments. And that's an Antioch model. And I do plan to preach a message out of Antioch, or, uh, Acts 13, which I mm. think is a really good model that you can see of how this takes place, going and sending. That's, of course, when uh, Paul was sent out and others. So we'll take a look at that. But that's that's a way we participate in those uh, types of things, helping our ministry. Uh, missionaries whenever um, they come back and things. So I think there are ways that even practically throughout the week, we stay involved in God's plan to save people from all over the world, Mm -hmm. make non-worshippers of God into worshippers of God. And um, in the way to keep, because sometimes we lose this, uh, we lose steam as individuals or concern about it. And I just want to give two recommendations when that happens, and they're very practical ones, okay? One is listen to or watch Let the Nation, or read Let the Nations yeah. Be Glad. And the other one is to, well, there's three. So <laughs> Let the Nation Be Glad, read missionary biographies. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of like good ones out there. Both, you can get bigger biographies, fullers, or just smaller ones, you know, devo- more devotional nature. And the third one is dispatches from the front videos. Yes. That's number like I think people should have those in their home. I've watched a number of them. I have not watched every one of them, hmm. but I've watched a number of them. We've played them at our Sunday school class a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite one was on Albania because I had been there, and um, and so these really help you see what God's doing around the world, mm-hmm. and it kind of opens up our vision for uh, not just here in Grand Junction in the United States, but around the world. And you and to me that's when God's glorified is we're sitting there watching something, we're think, thinking, isn't this amazing mm-hmm. how in this 
godless culture, you know, or uh, pagan culture, there are believers that God has saved and are trying to reach other people and stuff. I don't know. To me, that's good. Any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I would agree with all those things. I would say the other thing you do, so I try to each time our missionaries are sending out communication, I'm sharing that with the church in our weekly prayer email. Uh, so that gives you one ways to be praying for them. Uh, when they're back, right, so when they're in Grand Junction, they're here on Sundays, uh, try and talk to them. Uh, I would encourage you, if they have time, invite them over for a meal or go out for a meal or something, um, just to try and develop some relationships there. I think that'll be a blessing for you and for them. And Last time, like one of our members did a, who was, it was with the <clears throat> Floyds. Oh, yeah. And uh, she had like an open house. Mm-hmm. For the Floyds were there, have an open house. Mm-hmm. Some people came. She mm-hmm. did some invites with people. People mm-hmm. came on that. Things like that are good ideas, too. Um, Andrew and his new wife, Rebecca, will be here the end of February for a couple of weeks. And so that'd be good. They'll want to be in your homes and be with people. And so avail yourself of opportunities like that. Yeah. So we're just wanting to keep. We're just, and in this Christmas season, of course, right. for those that don't come to our church, what we've been doing is we're using this Advent season as an opportunity to think about God's mission, yes, in sending his son, mm-hmm. Jesus's mission of being a missionary for us to mm-hmm. save us from our sins, but also to see that global purpose in Christmas that um, was for the world, that Jesus would be the savior of the world, and the way that happens the only way that happened, it could have happened in a number of other ways. God, I was thinking about this this morning. God could have sent angels out mm. with the gospel to the nations and angels would just stand there and proclaim the gospel. And, um, but God decided to use the weakness of human mm. frail humanity and the painful slowness of the progress. If you think about that and the work involved in translation of the scriptures and learning language and the pain of the culture and the death of martyrs and and uh, missionaries that have gone out and persecuted for the sake of the gospel. This is the means he has chosen. And the church in every generation has bears some op, op, uh, uh, obligation to participate in this, but we just happen to be in a time, a place and a time in which the opportunities are just out there. Yeah. For us, we have so many opportunities to be a part of this. And so we're trying to keep that in front of it. We're using this time of year to stir that back up. Right. I don't want it to end. Right. I want it to continue like this is more and more something that we are focused on. Yeah. We're re- trying to reinvigorate our passion for missions. Yeah. And we're not, I'm not saying that as, come on, Calvary, get on board with this. I'm saying I needed reinvigoration. Our own right? hearts, yes. And that's a constant thing that I need. And then I'm praying that that would be for all of us mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Well, we hope this conversation has been helpful for you and given you some food for thought in regards to missions and God's global plan to save people from every tribe, nation, and tongue. We love to hear from our listeners, so you can contact us uh, via email at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're a part of our church, you have our phone numbers, or you can just come up and talk to us. We love to hear from our listeners, get feedback, as well as episode suggestions. If you have something you want us to ramble about, give us, uh, give us an idea. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. So until next time.